Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. It is the night of the Passover um, in Australia, possibly not where you are. Uh, it will be shortly um, and then soon, depending on your, your religious persuasions, nothing happens, carpenters die or, or you wake up with a hangover and a bunch of regrets. Uh, so welcome to the podcast. Hello. Oh, you didn't. Oh, God. I thought you were going to introduce me. I was yeah, thinking... I know, but then I wasn't sure where you fitted in. So I, I kind yeah. of I've um, painted I, myself into I... a corner because I could have nailed you to a cross. I could have I could have painted you as Judas and and said you were selling us all out for thirty pieces of silver. Um, and then I yeah. See, see, it didn't really. Yeah, I kind of yeah. yeah. Hello, I'm Sarah, and I am going to wake up tomorrow with feeling. Jumping out of bed and happy. Have you got a blood moon in Sydney? Um, we had that two nights ago, I think it was, but it was raining. So um, oh. science assures us that we did have it. It's just that nobody saw it. Oh. So well, that well, luckily, because I can segue. I'm so good at segue. Luckily, although you may not have had the excitement of a blood moon, you do have the excitement of an absolute shit ton of cycling. That's oh, true. That's true. I would, See, that's better than my segue because my segue was going to be, well, maybe not segue, but my conclusion to that sense was going to be kind of like flesh full on. <laughs> <laughs> they assure me it happened, but couldn't see a goddamn thing. Yes. No, you, we are, man. this yeah. week, this week on our podcast, we've got so much to talk about. In fact, we've got so much to talk about. I know, I we actually kind of have to talk faster. Come on, hurry up, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I have to tell you, I have to tell you up front that we have not got enough time to talk about everything we want to talk about. Yeah. And next week, there's going to be even more to talk about. So please go to our blog, prowomenscycling.com, where you can see everything we missed. And if you're sitting there going, fucking hell, Sarah, you should have talked about the Tour of the Reservoir. The Tour of the Reservoir is a great race. I'll be saying, yes, the Tour of the Reservoir was a fantastic race, but we didn't have time to talk about it because we were too busy talking about how we didn't have time exactly um, and are, uh speaking of which yeah, that means that we've got the uh the energy voc tour to to cover off we've got the paracycling worlds and um the the peter maritzburg uh mountain bike um oh, man, so much so much racing and then you know if we do have a little bit of time left there is a shit ton of articles quotes things to talk about too so i mean we're kind of just gonna have to go for it um Okay, right, take a deep breath, deep breath. <gasps> and go. Oh, right, sorry, I was, I was holding my breath going, what the fuck am I supposed to... Okay, all right, so, Sarah, what's the one thing that we know about flat stage races in the early season? They're awesome! Okay, that's one of the things, yeah, I should have been... Yeah, right, yeah, because we do know more than one. They're all won by Kirsten Veeld. That's the rule. It's If it's, no, if it's no, in the first part of the season... No, no we know this no. for a fact, it's science... It's no, science. No, no, Tour of no, Qatar. No. Tour of Qatar. No. Every year she wins it. Every year. Just, yes, you know, right. for, for, for every year from like a million years ago, she wins it because it's a flat stage race. And right. there no, you go. No. So we no. know that for a fact. So when you look at a race no. like the Energy Walk Tour, obviously people don't even worry about sending their top teams because they're all just like, Kirsten's going to win. But the really interesting thing is that the organisers of the Energy Rock Tour are really, really, really sneaky, smart people. And so they know how to take what looks to the, the uninitiated eye uh, a flat, you know, windy, not, not necessarily um, traditionally in terms of Alps and whatnot, interesting, um, you know, sort of cycling course and turn it to a week of fucking amazing racing. Yes, yes. I mean... 
it's 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 you look at the energy water courses and they've each this year they've done something different where it's lots and lots of lap races yeah mm. um so and you're like oh yeah you know maybe i'll miss that one no if you thought that no yeah, no exactly. this is dutch racing it's, why do it's we love dutch, dutch racing it's dutch racing because you know even though it's, it's one of the flattest corners of the flattest country in the flattest part of the flattest world in the flattest universe ever um, it, it, it's also really, really windy, and there are canals. So already you know that there's awesomeness waiting to abound. Um, but on top of that, uh, Dutch racing is just insane anyway. It's like the, the Dutch word for race literally translates as fucking attack! <laughs> um, or what if I was in charge of languages? But... Um, True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, So that's the thing is... You know, so what you get is, and and I know it was a bit of a, a hyperbolic thing to, to go around that way, but that was kind of what I was saying is because if, if you really don't know the race and you look at it, you, you could be forgiven for thinking, oh, it's just going to be bunch sprint after bunch sprint and it's not going to be aggressive racing and attacky and, and interesting. Couldn't be further from the truth. This race always delivers. And this year just delivered in spades. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know I mean, I think this race, I love this race. Um, it started out, I think this is the fourth iteration of it. I think the last, yeah, this is the fourth iteration of it because it used to be a single day race, the Omloop Door Middle Hamsterland. And then they turned into the Energy Water Tour and they've been basically evolving it by, as in the Dan method, adding, yeah. a, day, <laughs> adding a stage every year yep. and surreptitiously building it up. But they are, so it's six stages over five days and it's also got the first team time trial of the year mm. which is always interesting and, and I think that's one of the reasons why the top, you know, big teams will always go to this race because... Well, and I think it's also one of those things that, again, you know I, I just have to give so much credit to the organisers, they're so smart about the way they do it, the team time trial's not just a great showcase of a discipline that the women have very few opportunities to showcase, but it's also actually really fucking strategically important to the race because yes. of where they put it and, and how they make it all fit together. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, among other things, I mean, just as a side note, one of the things I loved um, was was the way that the stages basically kept getting longer as the yeah. as the race went on. You know, it's yeah. just it's little things like that that, that you know, just just help change the, the tempo of the overall competition um as well as keeping each individual day an exciting race yeah and it's i mean they also have a young they also have a junior women's three-stage race alongside the um, mm. alongside elite women and so because you've got like because they're now lap courses it means that the junior women are on the same course as, yep. the, as the elite women it's just it's just brilliant and they are so good to us as fans they're so so good to us their social media is just exemplary Mm. They, they it, it starts off a little bit confusing because they have three hashtags, you know, EWT for the general race and then EWT 14 for the, the you know, for live updates from the stage and EWT Jun for juniors for the juniors. Yep. But it's just, you know, and you've got everyone using, the, you know, all the kind of, they, they, they work with teams to use the same hashtags and, you know, mm. so you've got such good live updates and... And very, very comedic because it is that kind of race where by the time you've typed in your tweet, <laughs> it's all changed again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um, and, and also, but I think that's one of the other things that was so interesting about the race and as it progressed was, was just the way that there were so many riders in contention. Um, yeah. You know, and even leading up to the, the very last stage, um, it, it, 
was not at all certain. You know, you couldn't you couldn't sit there and say for sure that it was locked up and yeah. and and dealt with. And yeah. um, I mean, and then and yeah. then even then out on the road we saw that you know it it, it could have gone a couple of different ways. It was yeah. amazing. Because I mean, in the past, one of the, I mean, one of the problems with say you've got a flat race and in the middle of it is a time trial or in this case a team time trial even worse you there's, there's a tendency to think that the team time the, t- the time trial is going to is going to sort everything out and all mm, and, and, mm. and be the thing that sets up the gc and so that adds to politics um because we've got a lot of things to talk about i think we should do the first two stages quite quickly yep yep well let's uh, you take us through just this so the first two stages they basically they're they they i think they're around about 100 kilometers each these stages yeah, lots roughly. of wind lots of attacking you know lots of lots of lots of fighting attacking yeah. dueling but both so of them stage one was 93 and stage two was 116k um yeah. but yeah both both like you say um attacky aggressive racing um the wind sort of gutted it out a little bit in a couple of places uh but they both effectively came down to to bunch sprints Yes, you know the first stage, the first gutter action and split happened in the first ten minutes. Well, you know because it's one of those flat Dutch stage races where nothing happens, and you can be forgiven yeah. for thinking that well, Kirsten Veel just wins everything. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, on the first two stages, Sarah, who won? Kirsten Veel. Oh, really? Because you spent a lot of time when we started this thread of conversation shouting "no, no, no" at me. So, <laughs> no, but this is—I think this is the thing. Is I mean, Kirsten is the Dutch sprinter. She's the Dutch. I mean, I mm. don't know what's going to happen when the world is in Qatar in 2016 because holy shit, who are they going to ride for? Are they going to ride for Mariana or are they going to ride for Kirsten? Oh, well, God, I, I mean, I think, and, and, I think and, the obvious answer is actually that they're going to be in the best position in the world because it means that they get to send Mariana up the road and, and oh, see what happens. Oh, my God. Kirsten, I mean, I know I talk about Tour of Qatar a lot, but Kirsten just rides it so beautifully. I mean, yep. again, I think you'd think generally, oh, this is a really dull race because someone's won three stages out of four and won the GC. But watching Kirsten ride... Well, oh. I think I think the great oh. thing about that race is that it's even though Kirsten's been so dominant in the last two years, um, it's not been because um, people have have sat back and and given it to her. It's literally been her chase down every single attack from yeah. every other team yeah. there. Yeah, you and, know, and, and it's up. yeah, it's been and amazing strength. Sorry, yep. I mean, what I love especially is that last year it was pretty much like she won it almost solo. You know, she was mm. there was only it was only the last stage where she, you know, she says, "Oh, you know, my team were behind me and managing the chase and stuff." But you know, really, when she was out in breaks with pretty much with you know five Orica riders, yeah. <laughs> two specialised Lululemons, she pretty much won that one solo last I, year. I actually think on that stage, Orica gave her a jersey that were just like you know, you might as well just you know <laughs> put the whole team yeah. together and practice our team time trial. So yeah. But it's yeah. um yeah they they but but she but she but and this year they came prepared for that you know teams had worked it out how can we beat Kirsten, and their huge problem was that so had so had Liv Shimano, <laughs> <laughs> and you know the team like when you think about Amy Peters and Kirsten Wield you know especially Peters stealing the G, taking yeah. the G speed on the second stage, that was just you know this was what I loved about it was it was saying we're not just we're not just. Yeah, we're not a one-note band. We're not a, you know, yeah. like, like you think you've got us figured out, but there's more to us than this, and we know yeah. it, and we're using yeah. it, you know. 
So the first two stages of energy walk were won by Kirsten. Mm. Um, lots of lots of action, lots of attacks, lots of attempts. You know, but you know, won by Kirsten. And then and the safe- sprint bonifications gave her obviously a bit of a lead on the GC. So she was yeah. she was holding that as well. But then because one, because one thing you should know is with these flat races, if you're not used used to bonifications, you get bonifications at the end. You know, I think it's ten, eight, six, and four points uh, seconds onto GC. But you also get intermediate bonifications for the sp- in, in, at the sprint points, which matter enormously to the general classification, because you know this is a race that you know if you took the team time by the time you get to the team time trial, it can be, mm. you know, it can be these these things. You know, if a yeah. break goes up the road, twenty sec, you know, it might only get twenty second lead, but fuck, twenty second lead yeah. wins you the GT. Exactly, twenty seconds on a stage can can make the difference between the overall and not. So it, yeah, okay. absolutely. So. so so, so stage was, three was um was 3A. It? Oh, 3A, yes, of course. Um, because it was the double double stage day. And yes. you know, there's only one thing that's better than doing a team time trial, Sarah, and that's doing a team time trial after you've done a ninety seven kilometer stage. <laughs> they must hate it. You know, it's great for people like me, but those riders must you know, you get up oh. early in the morning, you go out and you do a fucking gutter action ride in a fucking wind with attacking and crashes and shit and then you go and do the team time trial. But no, it's well, you have to be hardcore. You have yeah. to be fucking hardcore to, yeah. to, to do in this race. It's yeah. it's yeah. yeah. But oh. yeah, so three A, warning stage and that was so fascinating. I mean, even at the time, it was fascinating watching well, it on Twitter. I kind of enjoyed the way that it, it sparked up with um, Chloe McConville um, attacking, like, early, which was kind yeah. of... You know, like, it, it's one of those... Look, honestly, I have no insight or inside knowledge of, of what their tactics were and whether that was just a, you know, I'm feeling good, I'm going to go and see what happens or or if they were trying for something bigger or whatever, because she attacked, like... Super. It was about thirty k's in, so like in yeah, the first. Yeah, she's third. about thirty three k's. So yeah. she's in her first race through, and a lot of you know other people have attacked, but Chloe, yeah. um, she's a young Australian rider. She's over on um, the fresh- Jayco AIS, so the, basically the development team. Basically. Yeah, so she's in Australia. She's not over in. She's not in Europe full time. She's out mm. to. You know, they basically they're out to learn. They're out to learn what it's like to ride. It's it's you know one yeah. way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. And they and yeah, so 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 Chloe attacked, and then. And that was like, you know, I guess what they're thinking is, well, you know, the GC, you know, this afternoon, we've got the, we've got the, we've got the team time trial, la la la, let some little girl from Australia go up the road because, you know, really, really, we, it's not going to be a big deal. It's not going to be an issue and we'll let that happen. Except that when, when, when someone like, oh, just picking a name out of the air, let's say someone like Vera Corduda um, decides to go across... Yeah, it can change the dynamic of the race a little bit. Yeah, and Kuruda, Vera Kuruda, she's a very long. She's a she's a veteran. She's a veteran. No, she's not that old. You know, she's in her thirties, but she's a veteran Dutch cyclist, and she's she used to ride on the track, and she also rides on the road. She tends to bounce between small teams, mm. like um, yeah, yeah. And, and she's and running she's, with uh, Bigler now, yeah. Yeah, but Kuruda, so she's not someone who you'll see winning a World Cup. But she's totally someone you'll see trying to win a World Cup. Mm, mm. Like she's a she's a very interesting rider because um because she's she's she came second in Kent Wevelgem and was very 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 attacky. She was attacking all the way through it and yeah, you know she's yeah. 
she's not so she actually she, she really lit that race up to be honest you know she yeah, was, she, she was great in in that yeah. one and you know and and so to see her joining um mcconville out on the attack was was pretty cool and it was kind of funny because then in the chase again i don't think anyone really knew what to do because it's not just it's not just that you've got you know this young aussie upstart anymore you've got someone who maybe isn't a major threat but could be a threat that you that you are going yeah. to have to deal with but you've yeah. also got the team time trial later on this afternoon hanging over your head and so yeah. and you don't expect McCon- i mean you know i think i think the aussie team they've lost so many riders that they couldn't you've got to be in the top 4 to finish you know you've got to have your, your time trial your team time trials run on the fourth person across the line mm. so um if if you haven't got enough riders, your time still counts towards your general classification, yeah. But you don't count in the um in the in the TTT um, yeah. stage results, but, yeah. But the thing about but the thing about Vera, so you'd think Vera, um, Vera, you'd think, well, the thing is, Bigler's not going to do a very good team time trial, um, but you know, but it still counts towards GC. But the other thing about Vera is, last time this was Omloop Door Middag Mid- Hamsterland, she won, mm. and she won that race in 2008 so she should definitely be i was really surprised and i did enjoy reading the team you know the team the team reports afterwards like, oh, yeah well i actually found that really interesting because it, it was it wasn't it was oric is next to um i think it was the interview yeah. with kirsten um where you sort of got yeah. both sides of it because it, you know it, it kind of well you know i'm i'm paraphrasing massively but to me it kind of played out with them both sort of everyone looking at everyone else and pointing and going they wouldn't help yeah 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 <laughs> and everyone everyone wanted someone else to to work but see that's part of the genius of the tactic is because you've got teams that are actually thinking of the gc and going no we don't really want to chase that hard because we want to put up a good time trial and so while everyone's trying to work out what the fuck to do the the girls chloe and and vera get up to what it was a bit over four minutes at the at yeah, the peak wasn't it and four minutes is dangerous it's yeah. very dangerous in a, in a race like this because you know it's like well the first two stages have been bunch sprints mm, and mm. i think they said everyone expected this stage to be a bunch sprint but yeah you know, you, can't, yeah. you know someone like vera kuaduda she's not got a team who's going to do who's going to blast the team time trial you know you would expect if you were writing the script you would expect that the top six riders in GC after the end of the day are all specialised Lululemon, yeah, 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 and and well, or or you know, or Bowles Dolman or something like that, you know. But yep. she's like, she's like, fuck that, fuck that noise. I'm not, I'm not playing by this script. Yeah, yeah, she- exactly. And it's actually one of the things that I love. I know we say this a bit, but this is a great point um, to, to a great moment to point out. This is exactly what I mean when I say that you know, women's racing is much more dynamic and aggressive and attacking. Than, than men's racing, I, you know, in, in men's races, there's a lot more attention to the formula of the script, yeah. Um, yeah. and and there are far fewer times where where something that is just out of left field like this comes up and, and happens, yeah. um, and and, and it's part of what makes women's cycling so so dynamic to me and and so exciting is because you do yeah. get these these crazy things and like like you say, you know, the first two stages were bunch sprints and I mean I'm not sure the exact gaps but you know even factoring the bonifications you know the top let's say the top five were were all within you know roughly 30 seconds give or take mm-hmm. of each other sort of thing so that to get up by four minutes is is huge on yeah. the road that's that's so, massive 
Yeah. So Orica, so the Orica report says, you know, well, it was it was Liv Shimano's job to chase, and they mm. just stopped chasing after the sprint bonifications. And Liv is no one was working. No one was working with us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and and the other thing is, is that Liv is not going to have a good team time trial. You know, you're looking to you're looking to specialise Lululemon Bowls. Orica, Rabobank, yeah. as the teams that you, you know, as the top teams. Yeah, you know, like, like, like Liv are looking at the team time trial as something they have to protect. They have to, you know, limit yeah. their losses and and defend. Yeah. Basically, they're not yeah. they're not competing Kirsten, to win. They're competing to lose as little as possible. Kirsten's um, a great time trialist herself. You yeah. know, she is a really good. She's a good strong. She's a good strong time trialist. But they're not. You know, someone like Spe- Spec Lulu who have drilled this. Yeah, exactly. Know, and Orica who have who have made it their mission the last couple of years to really start to target it and make it a competition. Yeah. And you yeah, and know, Rabo, and Rabo who yeah. well, it's just in their DNA to to try and nail everything. So yeah, yeah. So. So what happens? So basically, you you have this moment where the chase actually starts, and so the chase is coming down, coming down, up the road. Curdudas trying to drop the condol a couple of times, does it with twenty k to go. Solos home, twenty k to go, wins. I think home the condol came back thirty seconds back or something like no, that. No, well, it, no, it was it was much um, much further than that. Like um, Chloe was back just over two minutes behind Vera, um, and then the group was about forty seconds behind her. So, so Vera's in the yellow jersey by about by about two minutes and thirty, two minutes and thirty. Yeah, roughly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And and that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. Um, hooray for Chloe McConville. This is her first. I know, podium. amazing she, first podium at a UCI race in Europe, and you know, on on what? No, I've, UCI race anyway, Dan. Anywhere, Dan. Well, yes, but I'm saying, and it, sorry, it was comma in Europe. You know, as in oh, even. You mean, you know, bigger, yeah. bigger news for you know yeah. a, a kid from Australia. You know, yeah. possibly the yeah. first time she's been to Europe. You know, um, yeah. and 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 on what was probably just a bit of a flyer. You know, yeah, go on the attack, Chloe. See what happens. You know, we've got nothing but, to lose. Give it a go. <laughs> but can you imagine what that does to your? Com- and she got the most aggressive well, rider jersey I, as well. I remember that, having cool. a conversation with um, with uh, a former track champion from Australia who was saying that she distinctly remembers the the first time that she competed at Worlds for exactly that reason because it was the holy shit I can actually compete at this you know and and that's the thing like like Chloe's now gone holy shit I came second on a stage yeah wow you know yeah Mm. Yeah, I mean that just must be fantastic, and and she had her blogs really sweet because she like the rest of the race was just about surviving, so I thought <laughs> really and, and it was awful. Yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! I got to the end of the stage, and then they told me I had to do this three more times. What? <laughs> so, so there you have this interesting thing in the afternoon. Now this team time trial. You've had a shake up in the morning, but this team time trial so interesting. So back in the day. Dear listener, there used to be Cervelo Test Team, and Cervelo Test Team oh, used right, to right, win. Sorry, sorry, I have to time out here. I have to time out. Sarah, we're going to have to have a separate conversation after the podcast because obviously we don't have time to hash this out right now. But we're going to have to put a moratorium on this. Like, like we can't mourn Cervelo Test Team indefinitely. Like, I, I'm not yes, saying I'm not saying I'm not saying necessarily right now, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there that maybe we start trailing it off after five oh, years. I just I, explaining. I'm explaining <laughs> that it used to be it used to be that Cervelo Test Team won. You know, the, when you look down the open to Sweat for Gorda, the first couple of team time trials, Cervelo Test Team won every team time trial when they went out. Yeah, with HTC in second, 
And then HTC, then Cervelo became Garmin, and HTC, HTC took over the Cervelo, the, the team time trial winner's mantle. They've obviously now become specialised Lululemon. In that time, last year, they lost one team time trial, and that was an uphill team time trial, a really stupid one in something like <laughs> Or Giro, or Giro Trentino. Not, not but that you have feelings count. or opinions about it, no. No, it was like, it was like, it was some dumbass thing that, that didn't count. <laughs> like, literally, literally, every other, every other, no, you don't know, oh God, it's so, it's so impressive. Because it's not like, it's really, really interesting because, you know, and they keep doing it and they had, you know, after Judit Arndt retired, after Judit Arndt went to Green Edge, you're like, oh, holy shit, how will they cope? Because they lost Judit Arndt, I think they might, you know, and then they lost Charlotte Becker. And then this year, they're without Ina Yoko Teutenberg, who does a fucking mean time trial herself, and Ellen Van Dyke, obviously world time trial champion. Yep. And also then they've got two new riders coming into the squad. Um you know, who have to fit in and learn their way of team time trialling. And um, and in the case of, of Tiff Cromwell, I don't think she's actually done a TTT before this, so... No, she she did it. She's done, she used to... So they've got Shampa Black, who used to... T, you know, who's TTT'd, obviously, last year with Tiffco. And... But Tiff Cromwell was never put on the on the Orica TTT squad for some reason, which I don't understand, because, you know, she's... she's I don't get it. I guess, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. No, I, 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 I make... honestly have no explanation for it either. I mean, I, I, I just... the, only, the only thing I can the only thing I can think of is that in the Gorda World Cup, they wanted in the Gorda Team Time Trial World Cup, they wanted her 100 percent focused on the road race. Maybe, maybe, and and in Worlds, they thought that she would be 100 percent focused on the road race, and also, you know, it's Aussie, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Orica is Australia, really. Um, you know, when your when your DS is the same person as the DS for the national team. <laughs> Let's not get in. Please, let's not get into the politics of uh, of Australian cycling, please. Yeah, okay, but you know, cool. and, and you know, maybe it was politics. But Tiffany hasn't competed in a team time trial mm. for two years before this one. Wow. And then you wonder. Well, Rabo have said that Rabo have said that they um, that they Mariana Voss. One of her targets is to win the team time trial. Now Voss isn't in this race because Voss is still there. But Actually, the just just for listeners who might not understand, here's a here's an easy guide to know if um, Mariana Voss is is targeting to win a race. Okay, any kind of race doesn't matter what it is. Um, it, it's really really simple. Grab a pen, bit of paper, write this down. It'll never steer you wrong. The answer to is Mariana Voss trying to to win this race can be answered by the answer to the same question as. Is Mariana Voss entered in this race? No, 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 no. Because sometimes she's not tra- targeting it to win it for herself. Sometimes she's targeting for her teammates. Which to win it. she will tell you is exactly the same as her winning. So I again I give you is if she's in the race, she's trying to win it. Yeah, touche. Yes, I'll, mm. I'll take I'll take that. I'll take that. But the other weird thing about Rabo is at this point in in the season they hadn't won a race yet. Which is actually really, like, that's not the kind of thing you expect to be saying in April. No, no, it's not the kind of thing you expect to be saying in March, to be honest. Yeah, well, true, true. They 
really, you know, their their target. I, I, you know, I spoke to Annemiek van Vleuten at the um at this, you know, b- at before before Ronde van Drenthe, and one of the team goals and her personal goals was to win races without Voss yep. to demonstrate there's more to the team than Voss. So you know, they're going hard. Orica are going hard. And yeah, well, and, and actually, sorry, just just on that note, I do have to acknowledge, and and we've we've said this along the way, there have been several races where where Rabo have put in amazing performances, but just not quite got the result. Oh my god! So, you know what I love. You know what I love most about Rabo this year is is in this season they've really been trying like every World Cup, every race. You know, in the hmm. in, even from Qatar, Anna van der Breggen was yep. was was going was going for it hard. Right? And that's you know, it. No they time. never accepted a, a race situation as given. Um, if they were on the back foot, then they they pushed themselves to get back on the front foot. And even though they didn't quite get the results they wanted, they've been there the whole the whole season. You know, they've yeah, been in the mix and they've been, you know. Um, Killing, very, 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 very competitive and making races hard. And you know what I really, really love about them is that they haven't gone. They could, you could have forgiven them by the time it got to Flanders. You could have forgiven them for saying, "Look, our tactic of making it really super hard isn't getting us wins, and it's not even getting us podiums. It's getting, it's just, it's just, we just can't pull it off. Let's try a different tactic where we, where we ride conservatively and ride defensively, and let everyone else, you know, and just keep our powder dry to the end." And they haven't done that. Nope. They, they. I so admire them, and you know, and it's like as a fan, I just want to say thank you, Rabobank, because you, you haven't. Like, you know, it's like it would have been. It they could have taken the easy way out, and they didn't. Yeah, exactly. So, so specialized other, yeah, came in at the top. I was just going to tell you why bowls was important. Oh well, yeah, but look, mate. Sorry, we've been talking for half an hour, and we're only halfway through this stage race, so. Okay. I'm getting back to come on, let's go fast. Tell me why okay, bowls so, is important, but then, then So bowls so why bowls why it was interesting is you've got a specialized with a depleted squad with two new people, you know, without some of their key t- key time trialing stars, with two new members, one of whom hasn't ridden a TTT for two years, yeah? On the other hand, you have Bowles Dolmans, which has Megan Garnier and uh, Christine Majerus and Lizzie Armitstead, so it'd be strong anyway, but also adding on to that Ellen Van Dyke. Can we? Does she have a nickname? Can we give her a nickname? I don't know. I trust your nicknames. You're Australian. Well, okay. I was just going to cast it open. I wasn't going to try and solve it right now. Oh, it's right. just I okay, feel well, like I feel like she deserves a nickname. Dear listener, Dan wants to give Ellen Van Dyke a nickname. If you can think of a good one, then send it in to us at probeandcycling at gmail.com or tell Dan on at Dan W official on Twitter or you can tell me at underscore pigeons underscore but I can't promise I'll use it no well it's got to be good so you know well even if it's good I don't yes anyway 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 let's all right all right so 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 specialized bowls rabo orica are the other ones that you expect to be you know right up there and and causing trouble and they were right up there and causing trouble yes I was really genuinely surprised when Specialized won. I, I I understand why, but I also you know it's Specialized. I wasn't. I wasn't. You know. I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. I wasn't. Because because yeah. for all of those reasons that that we just talked about, you know, missing, you know, Ellen's moved to to bowls. Um, Ina's retired. Two new riders in the in the team, so not you don't expect them to have the same level of cohesiveness. Um, yeah. All of that sort of stuff, but at the same time, it's specialised, and TTTing is part of their team identity. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, so it was a surprise, but it was a, oh, wow, yeah, it really is part of their identity because, look, you know, you can you can change most of the parts and they're still doing it. So, wow. Just re- I'm, I'm really impressed. And mm. it's like, it's, it's the opposite of boring. You know, yeah. it's the opposite of boring. Someone wins every time. Oh, right, yeah. Um, that's it's that's not, called exciting, just, just so you know. Just, <sighs> just I, it, it sounded like you didn't know it. Anyway, so, yes, yeah, so a specialised one, and Veracuraduda only lost about two minutes. Now, the other thing that was interesting well, is when you look at the that's the split, amazing thing is when you look at the, when you look at the, like, like the top ten, Bigler aren't even there, you know. No, Bigler, yeah, Bigler, yeah, I don't know if they, I don't know if they had enough riders to count. Okay, well, I, I guess what I'm saying, though, is that, like, you don't even expect... You know, like we said, we weren't expecting them to put up a great time trial, but that's part of why that break and that move on the preceding stage was so important. Yeah, yeah. and and and, but when you look at the because it was a 15, 15, 17, 17 kilometer time trial, and the top, I think there was only, bowls were only second by about seven seconds. Yeah, it was it was actually quite tight. So, and and then the other two, then I think Rabo was another seven, and then Orica was at so so Rabo was at fourteen, Orica was at sixteen. Liv Shimano was a bit further back at 33, but then Russ Velo were at 34. Um, yeah. and, and then even going all the way down, you know, so you got Lotto Bellasola at 43, Wiggle Honda at 46, Park Hotel Valkenberg at 55, which is great effort from them, and then Ale Cipollini at 58, and that's the top 10. So Yeah, yeah. and that's very interesting that they're, that they're so quick, because, you know, the other thing is... Well, that's, that's one of the exciting things, too, is, is watching, you know, not just the, the sort of top four or five teams where you sort of expect it to be, to be reasonably tied, but watching more of these, these smaller teams start to pull themselves closer to, to keeping it very competitive. Yeah. And that must be, I mean, for Bowles to finish mm. seven seconds back, that's like, right, we can get them, they're in our sights. Yeah, but yeah. But specialised, it's like, right, we've got to do better. Well, this we've is it. And, and I mean, dude, like, the next, the next TTT is going to be so tense and then leading into Worlds, it's going to be so good. Well, this is why I love having a TTT as the as part of the World Cup. I mm. mean, it's a really nice spectator-friendly race, but you know, it's an interesting thing to have a TTT as a World Cup just before we go into, you know, just before we go into Worlds. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's, it's almost like someone planned it, except we know that we didn't because that would be too organised. You know, I, I, I completely believe. <laughs> Dear UCI, of- please pay Sarah to sort your calendar out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get she's, else she's good with spreadsheets. I promise. That's <laughs> true. So then, stage four. Now, stage four was the longest race. You've got Kuaduda just thirty seconds back, mm. and stage four was a fun one because it was you know attacks, attacks, groups, attacks. You know, yep. um, about seventeen. I think it's you know they've got like they end up with like riders. You know, there was a there was a group at the front of about seventeen that that kind of got away that had yeah. most of the the main people in there. And you've got people like Tiffany Cromwell. You had mm. four Rabobank riders. Yeah. And I can't remember how many kilometres. Was it in the last kilometre, 10 kilometres, that, 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 that Lucinda Brown attacked? It was actually a little further out. It was about 25k to go. Um, and she she went for it and managed to, to get away. Um, and, I mean, that was coming on the back of, like, Tiff Cromwell, like you say. She was attacking, like, crazy. And nearly nearly did get away herself. But Yeah, because Tiff was because Tiff was about third back in the GC at this yeah, point as well. Because, exactly. You know, obviously, with special, you know, behind Kurdu, there was Trixie Warwick. But then just behind Trixie was, um, you know, Tiff, yeah, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, 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 and as we all know, she's fond of attacking anyway. She <laughs> is fond of attacking, and yes, we do yeah. love her. And yeah, and so yeah, it was very interesting, I mm. think, because mm. Lucinda Brand, her job. So everyone remembers Anna van der Breggen in the Worlds last year, yep. yeah, racing Mariana Voss. But Lucinda Brand out in the front doing her thing, her early attacks because Brand is that's and that's been the way that the World Cups have been. She's attacked yeah. in the later stages, stages when she's been out there. Yeah. But she's basically playing super domestique. Yeah, her, her, her job team. has always sort of traditionally been okay. Lucinda hurt everyone. You yes. know, that's it. Just go out the front and hurt everyone, and yeah, and, um, and see. Uh, we'll see what's left at the end of it, and just keep yeah. going until you can't stand anymore, and then keep going even harder for a little bit longer, and then when you collapse, then we'll let you actually work hard again. Um, and yeah. they just do that over and over and over again. Yeah. And, so. and and she, you know, this is this is how she won the Netherlands national championships mm. with a hundred kilometer. We do enjoy our hundred kilometer social. <laughs> we, we are we are fond of those, aren't we? Actually, I'm coining a new phrase. I'm calling that doing the ton. So, doing the ton. <laughs> doing okay. the ton. So okay. you know, so Anna's uh, uh, Lucinda's done it, and um, and Tiff did it at the Giro. Uh, what two years ago? Three years ago now. Two years ago. Two years um, ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're fond of those. You, if you put yeah. up a hundred a hundred k solo breakaway, then yeah, we'll 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 tribute uh, a ton to you. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, yeah, so so Lucinda and, and Lucinda ended up winning the stage. Yes, and she in did. Her and in her interview afterwards, she said she wasn't expecting to get away and she totally wasn't to be expected to be staying away. But one, but this is again, why I love Rabo, you know, she's yep. probably running for Talita or for Anna Van der Breggen or for Annemiek van Vlerten. It doesn't matter. Once she's out there. Yep. The Once she's is, out there and it might work, the plan is make it work, you know? And then, and then because it's a chase group that still has three Rabobank riders in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oops. Sorry. I got to the front when my foot came a bit loose and I stopped pedaling for a second. Sorry. And my, one of my favourite interviews was someone did a translation of a Talita de Jong interview earlier on in the season where she, where she was doing just that, where Anna, <laughs> I think it was in Drenta, where she was saying that, yeah, she tried to do a lot of that on the front of the break, but she was just going to get thrown yeah. in a ditch. Yeah, on, so yeah exactly. You can only do that once or twice before someone, you know, threatens to to throw their full water bottle at your head, sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. you know, but but the the thing is that that psychologically that weighs on a chase group anyway, even if they're just sitting there. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 it is it creates that kind of um, you know dilemma of okay, so if we do chase it down, we're just dragging three of our teammates to attack the shit out of us again. Yay. <laughs> Yay! So, and, you know, yeah. and so, and Vera Kurduda had tried to chase Lucinda Brand down because everyone else was like, Vera, that's your job. You yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, congrats, yeah. congrats on that leaders, Jersey. Well done. If you want to keep it, you know what you need to do. Yeah, <laughs> but so, but Lucinda got away. How how much did she win the stage by? Oh, uh, oh shit! It was um, it was pretty good. It was about a minute and a half, wasn't it? Oh no, just over a minute. About a minute ten, minute nine. So she led Vera by just over 30 seconds on the GC at the end of the stage. Yeah. So, and that yeah. was with, and with about a minute back to Trixie. Yeah, and, um, and then Trixie um, was only a couple of seconds, like four seconds ahead of Lisa Brenauer and Tiff uh, yeah. on the GC. So that's the top five for the GC. Yeah. So, so we go yeah. into the last stage. Last stage, you know, with... Lucinda Brown in the leader's jersey, Dutch right. Yay, Rabobank, they've broken their curse. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
they can win without a Voss, fantastic. But now they've got to keep the jersey. Yep. And you got, and you just know that specialised Lululemon and looking at that minute and going, yeah, we can take that minute. Exactly, and that's and we, it. Because you know, and, and but this is the joy for a fan of of it coming down to, and and again, you know, going back, all credit to the race organisers for for crafting a brilliant race that here we are on the last stage where it's not just, oh, it's all down to these teams to, to attack and chase, but that we're in a race situation where it's entirely possible for them to do that. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a token effort. It's, you, you just know that this is going to be the hardest, most aggressive, racist race that, that is possible. So. And you've got so much going on in it because you've got Kududa, you know, you've got Specialized Right, we want it. Mm. Rabo, we want to keep it. Vera Kududa, I can take 30 seconds. Look, I did it on, I did it on Friday morning. Yep. And then you've got everyone else going, fuck, we haven't won a stage. We've got to get a stage. We've got to make this race. And, yep. it ended up, and the, the most scary thing was the first break that went out, I can't remember how many riders were in it, didn't have a single Rabo bank in it. And it had riders like Kirsten Veeld in it. Yeah, yeah, and it was a, it was like the first group, and it was another one, a big one. It was about seventeen riders again, and it, yeah, yeah. and it was like, uh, what the? I think it fuck? Have Tiff in it. Like you're like, yeah. like Sydney, it's got Veeld, it's got Tiff, it's got, uh, 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 yeah. uh, you know, like fuck. And my God, Rabo, the work they must have done to pull that break back because yeah. they did. They yeah, pulled, talk pulled, about pulled. turning yourselves inside out. Like that is like holy shit. If this doesn't come back, we're done. Yeah, yeah. And, and and actually, I mean, imagine if you've won the first, if you've won stage four and you lose it on stage five, it looks like you've done it by accident. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It looks yeah, like just yeah. a random chance that Lucinda got away, and you know, but then they couldn't pull it together. It's actually worse than if you've never won anything. I think at that you know, if, if if for that to happen, so they pull it back so good, so strong, and they end up with you know attacks, attacks. Vera trying, and us trying, and they end end up with a small group of about nine riders going out by mm. themselves in 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 one of the last laps, in one of the last laps. No one of the big in the GC. So the GC no. right. We've you know we can't and they're still trying but up you know yeah. you've got this. this but, group I mean, it's much more it's much more reasonable because at that point then the job on the front of the the chase is basically just about time management, not about catching yeah. them. Um, yeah. You know, it's just keeping keeping the elastic tight enough that yeah. they don't lose time the overall time management and stopping someone taking it, stopping your Tiffany's and your Veras taking a flyer. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rabobank can do that. Yeah, and. Up, so up ahead, you've got like these nine, you know, this really, you know, one rider from nine different teams. Mm. And so, but you've I still got some some great riders up there, like um, Luce Hunnevike, uh for Orica was up there. Um, you know, Felita Sarah. Dijon. Yeah, yeah, Felita Dijon, Sarah Mustanen, Lisbeth Devocht. You know, like it's it's a good group. You know, yeah, it's a really, really brilliant group. And that group, I think there was Barbara Guru. I want to say yeah, Barbara, Barbara Guru. She was there too for Ale Cipollini. Now, Gurishi is a fantastic sprinter, and Chichini is a fantastic yeah, sprinter. Yeah, for, uh, was it Mexico, Farron? Farron, Farron, yeah. I started Mexico, Farron. And so you've, so when you're reading the Orica report, you've got Luce Hunnawake saying, yeah, no one else, I was really pissed off, there was not enough car operation in the group, so I just attacked every time we turned the lap corner and went in the cross, crosswind, she attacked. Did this a couple of times, on the last lap, she escapes, and it's only Chantal Black from Specialised Lululemon who makes it with her. Yeah, And yeah. that is just, I mean, you know, we've talked about Dutch racing, and Luce, she's a tactical, she's not the, you know, she's not the fastest sprinter, she's not the best climber, 
she's not you know do you know what I mean but she has got the yeah. tactics yeah oh and that's the... it like she's got the she's got the strategic mind and you know i mean exactly that thing of you know hit the corner so that you know the wind's changing and then you know put the pain on and and you know and and just separate it just make it happen right. and you've made a lot of little digs earlier mm. so that you see what you're so you can see how everyone else is looking yep, you know yep. what I mean? and you soften them up a little bit and then you then you yep. lay it down and go for it and yeah, yeah. she's got and, and and how loose hunawake wins races because you know she won the ronda van drenthe world cup like this yep. is she but she 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 can attack at 3k to go four you know 5k to go 4k to go 3k to go 2k to go she can attack and win from there yeah so the only rider that followed her was chantal black really oh i love chantal she's just I, I kind of feel like this is going to be a really good year for her. I, oh, I, she had, I don't think she had a very good year last year. She was riding for Tipco and she was racing in America. And, you know, she'd had a really hard time because our, our drink had folded at the end of 2012 when, you know, when, yeah. um, when the Zylards just said, look, we can't. We, 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 we just can't handle it anymore, basically. It's just yeah. too, much, too much effort, we, you know, for not yeah. enough rewards. We've done it for too long. We're yeah. quitting. And then last year she was in Tibco, and my favourite Chantel Black moment from last year was in the Giro Toscana. Obviously, they had the final stage where it had been a shitstorm of a race. There'd been cars on the road, all sorts of chaos, this, that, and the other. And the um, and the and in the final stage, the biggest teams, you know, all the top riders in GCs, all the big teams said, "Fuck this." We're not riding. We're yep. not racing the final stage in protest. You know, led by Mariana Voss, Elisa Longo, Borkini, and Georgia Bronte, a real show of peloton yeah, unity. So, so a bunch of nobodies um, <laughs> leading the but protest. Then, Absolutely. But then yep. one of the teams that decided that they wanted to carry on racing was Tipco. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I, I got, I, Claudia Hauschler sent me a statement afterwards, and she was gutted, and she won the race, won mm. the race, and she didn't think of herself as winning the race because, because. She didn't. It didn't. It didn't yeah. count. Mariana Voss in the race, yeah. um, because she was leading GC. But the interesting thing was Chantal Black refused to ride. Yeah, yeah. And she chose. She chose. You know, and at that time, she hadn't had a very good year. She hadn't had some really. You know, she's a. I think she's a former European under twenty three champion. But she, you know, she and Lucinda Brand. You know, they, she hadn't had a very good year. Um, mm. It had been. You know, she she didn't have. You know, she must have had a job. You know, offers 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 there. But still, she chose. She chose. Safety, peloton unity. Yeah, she, she she made an ethical and, and moral decision that she really believed in. Um, at the at the risk of of you know impacting her her career as a writer. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 I'm not. I want to stress. I'm not dissing riders who didn't make that choice. No, or or or, or knocking um, Tibco as a team either. Like that's not the yeah. point. The point is that um, she took a principled decision. Um, that it, you know, it's easy to forget that um, sporting contracts and and athletes are subject to weird things that that seem innocuous when you when you're not tuned to them. So yeah. so if a rider is labelled as problematic, yeah, or yeah. a bit troublesome or yeah. concerning, those are all yeah. kinds of keywords that, that actually carry a lot more significance and weight inside the, the sort of inner sanctum, you know. So it, it's very easy for someone to sort of, you know, should they want to, not suggesting that anyone did want to um, or, or did act in this way, but that's the kind of thing that you're putting at risk when you're, when you're in that situation. So you've got to respect it when someone does take a, a principled personal stand, um, 
in in that situation yeah 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 and and you know and especially someone who hasn't you know it's 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 relatively easy to be mariana voss or elisa longo borghini mm. or georgia bronzini and take a stand because you have the power you've got the power you know in, yeah. in a you know it, as as much power as you have mariana voss like like when last year in the tour de languedoc roussillon when rabo and bowles refused to ride because it was so dangerous and they'd been fucked around so much they have the power and the strength, you know, and so yeah, but but yeah, so I give my I doff my cap to Chantal Black, and I'm so 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 happy that she's, you know, when she was an under, and this is you know when she was an under twenty three, this is the kind of career that I was expecting her to have, and she's having it. Fuck man, she won um she won the Drenset. Did she win Drenset Act? Yeah, she won Drenset mm. Act, and she's you know, and she's she's up there. She's she's in the team time trial squad. She's attacking. Fuck man, I'm so happy for her. That's she, awesome. That's I yeah. love. It's just, you know, mm. I mean, all the riders. You know, I do have a thousand favourites. Um, but but it's just, you know, she's yeah. working. A, so a thousand favourites out of a peloton of about two hundred at the max. Yeah. So yeah. And so so it's kind of like in Black, and they're racing, and they're cat and mousing, and Black wins. Mm. Um, by but but by by a second, you know, like it's a it's second. an it's a narrow narrow margin. It's a it's a race all the way to the line. But she has one of the nice. She has one of the biggest smiles in the peloton. She's got these really big sparkly eyes, and this you know you can see her crossing the line in her the, the finish line photo, which you know one arm in the air crossing the line on this corner finish line. Just ah, <laughs> oh, you can't you can't help me. I mean, it gutted mm. for Honowike, and you know it was you know a little bit of a disappointing tour for Orica in terms of results, but not in terms of you know not in terms of everything else because they yeah. they worked it. They worked really hard, and but, and yeah. they they had some they had some okay results not you know obviously yeah. yeah not not what they were aiming for or hoping for but it's not like they were terrible either you yeah, know their team squad they didn't have spratty because she's out the collarbone break they didn't yep. have any Johansson. but yeah it's but yeah so but i just you know yeah happiness and mm. behind them lucinda brand rabo did their job brand her yep. first stage race win yeah, the first stage, and you know, Brand and Black, they they both, I think they're the same. I think they're the same generation. They might be the same age, or they might be one I think, year. Yeah, I think they're a year but, apart, but um, but, they're, be, um, but you yeah. know, they, they they kind of came up the same. They came up through Leontine Van Morsels at our drink Leontine.nl, and you know, they they kind of both to see them both doing so well at the same time. It's just yeah, mm. they just. Yeah, I'm happy, man. Yeah, no, it was and, great. It was great. So our our final GC um, standings were Lucinda on top. Uh, Vera was 37 seconds back in second. Um, yeah. And then Trixie uh, pulled in for third to round out the podium at uh, 101. Um, yeah. Barbara Garishi um, in a great result for Alec Cipollini, really, um, at fourth. Um yeah. Then Lisa Brenauer, um, like specialised, you know, this is where the team time trial really comes into yeah. play. Lisa Brenauer, Tiff Cromwell were fifth and sixth. Uh, Kirsten was seventh. Ellen Van Dyke at eight. Gracie Elvin for Orica in tenth. And Roxanne Netterman for Rabo again in tenth. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah. 
It was such a nice, such a fun race. And, and you know, if you've gone, the thing about this for Rabo, right, is they've had the whole spring. Mariana Voss literally comes back to race at Flesh next week. Yeah. Mm, this mm. was practically their last chance to do it. And they did it. They did it in a stage race. They did it yep. in a stage race at home in Holland. And and they did it in style, you know, and, and that counts too, you know. So very happy for them. Well done. And, yeah, and But such a great race. Like, really, it was so good. I know we say it every year, but honestly, it's just one of the best crafted, best managed, best run races on the on the calendar. Bit, Absolutely bit, love it. They made, they made some mistakes last year. Last year they did yep. have things like traffic on the course and a rider protest and stuff, and they've learned from it. I think that yep. was one of the things... Well, I think one of the best yeah. things about it was, though, that it wasn't... It, they didn't even wait to learn from it. They went, holy shit, you're absolutely right, that's wrong. Here's our apology. Here's what we're doing about it. Here's what we've done already. <laughs> and yeah. we, we promise this will never happen again. And it hasn't, you know? Like, yeah. It, yeah. it's it's they, active they management. Just, so Yeah, yeah. And, they, and unlike Languedoc-Roussillon and... Um, and, and Toscana or uh, El Salvador or... Oh, fuck El Salvador... But yeah, I mean, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 I love it. I love it. I, I just, but, yeah. but, you know, like, unlike those who doubled down and went, no, 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 it's completely fine. Um, you know, Energy Wash, they came out and they apologized almost as soon as the stage was over. At the earliest possible time, yeah, they apologized yeah. in English and Dutch last year to say, this was shit. It, it, was, it was unacceptable. It will not happen again. Hmm. Take our word for it. You yeah, know, and, yeah. and, and this well, year... But also, year, not not just take our word for it. I mean, yeah, we give you our word, but but also here's actually our... Like, this is what we're doing. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just empty, yeah, trust us. It was, you know, practical, this is what we're doing, this is why it won't happen again, and, you know, we're fucking making this commitment. And yeah. it was now, awesome. I, 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 I love how we're racing through um, this episode, and so we've been talking for about 50 minutes. <laughs> We're so bad. We're so, We're so good. Imagine, imagine what would happen if we if we just went. Ah, fuck it. Time doesn't matter. We've got all the time in the world. We'll just talk as long as it takes. Yeah, Hi, welcome to I... the world's audiobook podcast. <laughs> Eighteen hours of talking about two races. <laughs> well, I do have a segue actually from okay. learning mistakes and making mistakes and learning from mistakes. Because the other thing, one of the many, many, many other things I watched last week was the Paracycling Track World Championships. Okay. No, I, it's my segue. It'll, it'll come. It'll yeah, no, come. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. I'm really hoping it's so, not the obvious making mistakes and coming back from them segue. Shit, you've got me. <laughs> okay. So, Paracycling Track World Champs. This is interesting because it's... It's, um, you said this, Dan, when we were talking about this last week, you said that paracycling is in the same place that women's cycling was a couple of years ago, yeah? Mm. Where it's, I mean, the thing about the paracycling, you have the road and the track, and the last time, so you, you might remember people, I went to Newport Paracycling, World, paracycling Cup, um, oh my god, it was so good, and so good, and everyone was so nice, and you'd end up talking to like riders' mums, and riders' sisters, and riders, and dads, and it was lovely, really, really lovely, and oh my god, the riding is just, you have not, honestly, my, I think if I was only allowed one cycling discipline to watch, only one, one cycling race to watch, I probably would pick tandem sprinting. Wow, that's a that's a huge call. 
Yeah. Like, like I, I, I get it, and I'm not disagreeing with you on how awesome it is, but that is a huge call. I, I honestly, not. honestly don't know if I could make that call. I, I, it would. I don't know if I could give up the cobbles, dude. I, I just. Hey, honestly, I mean, I, I, when I say watch, I think I watch half of it with my hands over my eyes because you're like <laughs> all the same right. So, you, so you could watch it over and over and over again because it'd take you about fifty goes to actually see all of the race cumulatively. <laughs> You know when you've got like everything that a sprinter does, like track stands, yeah, yeah. tactics, swooping down. Yeah, but it's tandem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because that kind of you know when you're in, there's a track sprinters and one's just ahead of the other, oh, and, and the first one yeah, flips yeah. a wheel a little bit and yeah, sort of yeah. out the other one so that the other one can't come round. You know, just and you're seeing it on a tandem. Once you see that yeah. back wheel flick on a tandem, you're like, fuck, man. It's yeah, it's so cool. But um, yeah, but there's been a bit. It's been a bit of an issue because the. The, the Newport Cup last in October was the only the first UCI level track paracycling race since before since the Paralympics. The, oh, or since before the Paralympics? I thought. It was, yeah. yeah last, wow. Okay. Because the last one was the UCI Road Track World Champs in um, beginning of 2012. Yeah. Oh, then they have fuck, the Paralympics. That's, that's so shit, man. It is shit, and and you know, and. Uh, and it's really, really shit because these, 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 these guys, these guys, they, they, they work mm. so hard, they train so hard, and you don't get a chance to race. Well, yeah. Look, and if the, you're the a thing, sprinter, the thing that kind of pissed me off. Sorry to jump in, but the like, I'm sure you were going to mention this too. But the thing that pissed me off is that what was it like six weeks ago, two months ago, when we had the Track World Cup there, um, yeah. and we had great coverage, live coverage. You know, yeah. it was awesome. What the fuck? Yeah. Where did where did all that go? So this was in Aguas Calientes, and as Dan said, in January, I think, they had the track world, the, the able-bodied Trap World Cup there. So it's like, you know, and I was quite excited about this because, you know, two, like literally I wrote my How to Follow the Trap, Parasiting Trap World Champs, and on the UCI website, they had a little box in the top to a Ustream link, mm, yeah, mm. which was showing the live coverage from 2012. And, oh, my God, that means they're going to do it again. And at the bottom of the information, they had a blank link, you know, a link that's yep. not been filled yet, that yep. said live broadcast. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Now I didn't, I didn't set my heart on this, but I'm like, well, wow, they're going to be doing this again. You streaming it and live broadcast? That's so good. You know, it might have been two years. They might be treating parasitis really badly, but this is a sign of change. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to embrace change. And actually, I just want to see, I want to see some tandem sprinting, man. I want to see Dodie <laughs> Fundy. I want to see, you know, can Sarah's stories come back after having her baby? Dame, you know, Dame Sarah's story. Did I just say Sarah Sarah's story? That's so funny. <laughs> um, Dame Sarah, Sarah's story, Sarah's stories just come back. Reuters says you shouldn't actually use titles when you're referring to... Uh, yeah, well, when um, when Reuters start things. fucking paying us, then they can apply their style no, guide, no. but... No, but, no, I'm just saying. No, 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 no. They can. You know uh, what they can do with their style guide. Do you want me to elucidate? Like, I can, I can, I can expand on that for you if you want. Uh, okay, it involves whatever. pineapples, spikes, sideways, and shoving. So. <sighs> Anyway, so you know, Sarah's story's just come back from having her baby. Is she? Is she? Is she, can she still? Is she going to come back to the same level? You know, uh, you've got riders like Greta Nymanis and Jennifer Schubel. You've got the Australians. Every single Australian rider, mm, you know, mm. it, just like oh my god, they want it. They want it hard. They want it. 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 Jesus, we're talking about Paris track cycling, not porn. Fuck. <laughs> Settle so, down, um, settle down, Connolly. So, so then, so then, you know, and then the day of the track comes up, and I go onto the UCI website, 
and the live stream link's gone and the link to live broadcast's gone, like literally the day before <laughs> or the day of it. Yeah, you can just picture the, the meeting in Agler, at, at, you know, okay, guys, uh, here's the working team on the on the, the paracycling um, event. Uh, where are we at with the live link? Yep, we fixed the problem. Uh, right, so you've got the you've got the feed up and running. Not exactly. What I mean is, we fixed the problem. What do you mean? That if if the live feed's not up and running, how did you fix the? We took the link off. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. So then, oh. so then I'm like, okay, okay, I'm I'm disappointed, and I med- you know, I I said this in my post. I meditated on managing expectations because I have a thing. Part of the problem with the UCI is they put out these bombastic press releases and they put things on their site, like they did about live broadcast of mm. all the World Cups, you know, and then yeah. live broadcast on the BBC of World Cups, and and you know, and and it's like fuck if you just just deal, you know, just. Oh, fuck. Yeah, anyway. just stop making these huge, huge claims, you know. Yeah. I mean, trust me, it, like this is actually one of those weird things where it, it, it's the perversity of of a PR cycle that doesn't fit the reality of where the sport's at. So what yeah. they're doing is they're, they're putting out these big press releases because th- that sort of actually revealed, I think this is actually kind of interesting because they reveal an institutional belief that nobody gives a shit about these events. And so they yeah. have to promise these amazing things to get yeah. people to interested when yeah. it's actually the opposite. The audience is so desperate for this. You don't have to put out that press release. Just put out the realistic one. You know, yes. I mean, man, we, yes. we fucking follow race after race from Twitter with, you know, God bless him, Richie Steege's updates from the car while he's fixing brakes. You know, yeah. like, like we are so poor in terms of the, what, what is available that literally anything looks fucking incredible. So, so you don't have to put out this huge press release going, yeah, yeah, we're going to beam it live around the moon and, and, and Neil Armstrong's actually going to commentate from the moon and we're bringing him back from the dead to do it. Um, you don't have to put that press release out. Just, you know, just, oh, well, we can't quite afford to do it live, but we'll, we'll have highlights every night, you know, and, and everyone's going to, like, we'll, we will literally tell everyone. <laughs> we yeah, will tell the- everyone. But the thing that bothered me, so then, so then the riders are saying, okay, okay, well, it's being filmed, and the riders were told there's going to be highlights on YouTube. So I'm like, oh, great, daily highlights, just like they've done with the other tra- World Cups, yeah? Yep, yep. Now, the thing is, is at the Parasiting World Championships, they don't even have live timing, yeah? So Oh, fuck so- off. No, seriously, man. You know, every World Cup, including the one at Aguas Calientes, has the Tissot How- live timing... All right, fuck you, Tissot. Like, seriously, that's bullshit. If I was Tissot, I'd be furious about that. I would demand, as a title sponsor and a long-term sponsor of the fucking sport, a named brand sponsor. I don't know if they are a sponsor. I don't know if they Well, no, well, they are a fucking everything else. you got the boards and the signs and the fucking things up yep. everywhere. So, bullshit. I'd, oh, man, if I was them, I'd be pissed off. Like, fuck yep. that. Why are they not at the... Par- that's bullshit. That is you know, bullshit. I guarantee you, know, you right now, I will never, uh, mostly because I can't afford one, buy a Tissot watch. So. <laughs> but they've got no Tissot, they've got no live timing, yeah? 
there's nothing coming out of the UCI Twitter account. And for the first day, basically, there's, there's this BBC journalist, David McDade, who's in the stands, and he's updating people. And you've got riders going, hey, can you, can you tell us, tweeting him, can you tell us the time splits? Because, you know, they're supporting mm. their teammates. You know, mm. they're really supporting their teammates. Yeah. And so he's trying, but he's one guy. He's also doing his day job. And so you end up with, like, Jody Cundy. I love Jody Cundy. He's such a star. Going, you know, going down and tweeting himself, you know, live updates. And Colin Lynch, like, live live updates okay oh. fuck it we're gonna do it it's and then, so it is so women's cycling five years ago though isn't it yeah. it just is and actually you know what sadly enough it's actually i can't even say that it's women's cycling now it's it's richie stage tweeting updates from the team car no, while no, it's not, no it's not even that though it's it's pretty much like you're in a the equivalent is it's an individual time trial and while riders are racing waiting to ride <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually it's yeah it's a Twitter relay. So yeah. you you manage the tweet account until it's your turn to to yeah. ride. Then you hand you hand the phone to the next rider. They tweet while you ride. They hand the phone to the next rider. That's, that's exactly what happened. So you had Anina oh. Gallagher. I think Anina Gallagher. I think she might be Swiss, but she's adopted Australian. Yeah, yeah. Anina Gallagher. Um, tweeting, tweeting updates on the on the Friday, and then Clark Ratchfull, the American American rider, up tweeting tweet, tweeting rides on the Saturday. Poor Jody Cundy was taken very very ill because he was going to do it on the Sunday, but mm. basically. I don't think he could leave the bathroom, let alone the bed. Right. So you've got Craig Ratchfell doing it, and Clark Ratchfell, sorry, and then Greta Nymanus doing it with him on the Sunday. And they're sitting in the stands, and it's hot. It's burning hot because yeah. it's really, it's a really hot place. They're dying there of heat exhaustion, and their their mm. their iPads stop working because because they've hot. overheated. Yes, they've overheated, yeah. and they're giving us these updates. And huge kudos to you know people like Paracycling. Um, the Australian track Twitter, yeah. you know, they, they're getting on it, they're sharing it. Mm. And, um, you know, and then, you know, people like Cycling Ireland are updating about you their know, riders. Fuck me. This is, I'm sorry. I know I, I've talked about this before, but this is exactly when I talk about things like, you remember the company that I was talking about about a year ago called Vicelone, who yeah. have that app for iPhones. Yeah. You know, track is like the perfect event for that because you put, you know, six people around the track and they all just, you know, put their put their phones up and 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 record and and you can put it together. Like, oh man, the future is so so going to be subverting the governing bodies of the sport because. Oh, but it's hard. But, but it shouldn't have to, Dan. No, no, no. Dan, I, I know, but this is but this is precisely my point, though. This is what happens: is you know they've shown themselves incompetent. You know, you can't in 2014 be the UCI, the governing body of an international Olympic fucking sport, and not be able to provide video footage of it in a fixed location. I mean, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll wear it on a fucking 150-kilometer, you know, road race. I, I don't like it, but I understand that, yes, there are practical limitations. But it's a fucking track, you know. Yeah. It doesn't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're there, and you're in track centre, and you've got Wi-Fi, and yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck. it's you it's know? just and what, utter and what, bullshit. And, I mean, and it's it is it is amazing, like the the team spirit and the camera, like with all track teams, you know, you've got the Aussies, the Aussies tweeting, you know, tweeting pictures of each other, and immediately someone finishes their because they because you know it's Mexico, so they're all being told they're not allowed to eat the meat, <laughs> and so immediately someone finishes their racing, people are tweeting pictures of that person eating half a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Not it, like, not even cooked. It's just it's just yeah. raw cow in their mouth. Riders like Alex Green. I mean, she's so lovely, and you know, and, oh my god! And 
the riding, and, and I'm really, I, I sometimes give British cycling a hard time. No. But, you know, as a Brit, I was really lucky because British cycling, after they did lots of tweets updates, they did a, they, you know, they did a, they did a comprehensive race report. They did a really you know, gallery of photos where they paid a local photographer to go and take pictures for them, and we had a lot of gold to celebrate. I mean, Rachel James and Sophie Thornhill they smashed the kilo record, world record, and then they won the team sprint in the they then they won the sprint in the tandem. You know, Sarah's story shit. comes out. Sarah's story comes back from maternity leave, and she gets a bronze in the kilo behind let me just open up my page because i can't remember her name behind Ping ran from china and um, no that's not right that's the wrong one sorry sorry she gets her oh anyway someone else wins sorry that's terrible i'm a bad person and um <laughs> and, um, berate yourself later we don't have time for this woman <laughs> yeah. and, and you know and, and so there's but then she gets then she wins gold in the then she wins gold in the c5 3k yep. pursuit and then she wins the inaugural the first ever world championship scratch race for women you mm, know mm. like so i was lucky and you know bbc they put up every day they've got like a little video report with a with you know with a written report with with rider interviews you know interviewing all our stars so i'm lucky because i'm british and you know and i'm and i you know and british cycling really really you know they've they've learned from the past they're they're doing it so after the race, um, there's one video on the YouTube, on the UCI YouTube, and that's Sarah Story's 3K Pursuit, yeah? Well, you know... So this is where my segue comes in, way, way back, because I'm learning from mistakes, because last night, Brian Cookson went on Twitter. I asked Brian Cookson and Tracy Goldry on Twitter yesterday morning, hey, have you got any comments about the lack of coverage from the UCI? Like, literally yeah. no live timing, nothing, nothing. They, you know, they had a daily report that was like, you know, shorter than just, you know, and I, I don't, I'm not saying he read it and did this. I think it's probably coincidence, but late last night, Brian Cookson put out a Twitter saying, hey, here's a link to the UCI's coverage of Paracycling Track Worlds. And he immediately gets jumped on and Jodie Cundy sees it and goes, what are you talking about coverage? There's nothing there. And, and Colin Lynch is like, yeah, I think people might have, might, have, might have misled you, Brian. You know, I'm sure you've been told there's coverage, but, you know, maybe there's a load of videos that just someone's forgotten to put up yet. Yeah, yeah. And, and Brian Cookson, to his credit, says, I'm really sorry you're all disappointed. I'm going to look into this and I'll let you know what's happening about it. Well, you know, and that's that's the tiny balm to my soul. You know, no, I am look, look, I do so appreciate that because we've learned that that so far at least Brian's been true to his word when he said things like that. You know, yeah. um, I think I think um, you're probably right that or, or um, sorry, I've forgotten who it was that, that tweeted and said you might have been you know misinformed. Um, yeah, you know it, that that's probably true. I doubt that he'd have been so foolish as to knowingly tweet something that wasn't there Um, but 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 at the same time it is sad frustrating and infuriating that as i said we're in 2014 and this situation even exists yeah and you know the other thing thing that bothers me is is you know jody cundy is such a fan he's such a fantastic advocate of the sport he's Mm. a really 
good bloke. He's passionate about it. It's not just about him. He moved from swimming to cycling, and it's, yep. it's not it's not just about him. Colin Lynch is such a strong, like the Irish cyclist, he's such a strong fighter for the sport. They really fucking care about this stuff. Yeah. But it should be up to Jody and Colin and a blogger like me to be calling, you know, to be calling yeah. Brian. Again, the, the governing body of the sport should have at least the basic awareness of what's going on in the sport. Like, yeah. it's not fucking I, rocket surgery. No, so. <laughs> and I hope that, I hope, you know, I, I really, really hope that Cycling Australia, for example, turn around and say, what the actual fuck? You know, like literally, if I can, if I can. Well, if, if I'm elected to uh, Supreme Overlord of Cycling Australia, you, I can guarantee you that I will on an almost daily basis say, what the actual fuck. But, you know, it's just not to right. everybody. And the, race, the racing was, the racing sounds, you know, it sound, there was so much drama, so many storylines, mm, so mm. much interesting stuff. I mean, Jamie Richardson, who's, she's a C, so C1 is like the most, um, is, is, I guess, that, that your disability makes cycling the hardest. Yeah, yep. she's the only. She's a woman C1 cyclist. She got her first two golds because she hasn't been allowed to. You know, she she's she hasn't been allowed to win medals because she's the only. You know, she's been the only one in her category yep. before. Yep. Changed, they've changed some rules, so you know. Oh God! I mean, I can't even. You know, and and it's really hot conditions. There's like a whole load of riders who needed medical attention mm, because if mm. you're riding really hot velodrome, and you already have cystic fibrosis or some cystic fibrosis or something, you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You're you're <sighs> doing incredibly stressful things to your body. Yeah, and I was comparing it. You know, I was comparing paracycling. It's obvious. I've been putting up stuff. Everything I found, I you know about the women's stuff, I've been putting on my Tumblr. And it's obvious there's an audience for this, you know. Yep. There's the, yep. you just look at, you look at who's looking, who's reblogging and liking my photos, my, my yep. videos, and stuff. You know that there's a real and, audience. And this and goes back to my institutional point. And I do genuinely think that this is a this is a, a problem with the UCI as an institution. And I'm not pointing fingers at any one person because I don't think you know things like that take time to to build up, and then they take time to be addressed and dealt with. But I do think the UCI has an institutional problem that it is not properly aware of the audiences that it already has yes. for yes. the branches of the sport that it is already responsible for. Yeah. And so yeah. it thinks that it's got it's to make this interesting. And to me, that speaks to people who are responsible for these things not actually being interested in them themselves. Yeah. And I, I think that's an issue. I, I think it, yeah, but it must be gutting because if you're someone like Cundy or Sarah Story or, or you know, or or you know, or Laura Turnham or someone, if you if you're someone who's who's raced in 2012 and had the amazing Paralympic London, you know, the Channel mm. Four coverage was of the Paralympics was amazing. You know, you're lauded as super superhuman. You know, you're you're celebrated and you know you're celebrated. You're you're fated, and then two years later, you 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 have like literally one race a year. And no one gives a fuck. Like, mm. I just are, are you really expecting cyclists to give up everything just to do stuff on a four-year yeah. cycle? Yeah, you know, exactly. Rio, and when Rio comes out, how do you not get bitter about that? Mm. And that's mm. what I'm really impressed by because you know these are people who aren't being. I would be eaten up by bitterness, and they're not. They're going for it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> also on top of that, these are people who invariably wind up being role models and and going and doing visits at schools and talking to kids about being able to achieve their dreams and all that sort of shit. It's yeah, it's just fucked, man. Um, yeah. sorry to, sorry to keep, keep doing this, but you know, we need to keep moving. Um, so I think it's time for us to, to head downhill.
found yeah did you like mountain, did you like that one I've uh, like, yeah. talked about mountain bikes forever because it was, yeah, it was the but first. don't but don't I know you could and but don't contrast, in, you know what I like what's interesting is because mountain bikes have got this you know mountain biking is, is, is almost the opposite there is so much coverage and not all of it comes from the UCI because they've got sponsors like Red Bull and stuff like that mm. oh my oh, god and Red a lot of a lot of still rider created content and social media stuff yeah. that, that people do themselves absolutely I mean that's definitely part of the mix it's not either or it's everything but, but yeah. also there's a i mean you know there is a fuck ton of money in mountain biking isn't there there's a fuck I mean, ton of money in all kinds of biking no I, no 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 but i mean if you're comparing paracycling if you're comparing a track and b paracycling track to mountain biking track is not accessible to to the majority of people like i couldn't i mean i could probably go to newport newport's probably about an hour away from me by you know, by train, I could probably, you know, then I'd have to walk for 45 minutes to the velodrome okay. or cycle there, Fair I guess. Enough. Yeah, no, sorry. I live, I live in a major population centre in Australia, so I have two tracks less than an hour from me. But, so, you know, but like, yeah. but like if you lived in Cairns, if you live in Cairns or... <laughs> no one actually lives in Cairns. Okay. <laughs> they they in suffer Cairns. in Cairns. Okay, sorry no, if okay, you're no, from Cairns. That's just yeah. a, it's But, a you know, I mean, like, if, if you if you lived in, I don't know, if you live in Townsville. Ha! No one actually lives in Townsville. <laughs> <laughs> you're working your way down the East Coast from far north Queensland, man. Like, like basically, yeah, no. I'll, I'll school you on Australian geography later, but pick somewhere better. Okay, <laughs> if you lived in Canberra, is there a track in Canberra? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Australia is the best place, and everywhere in Australia has a track a mile away, unless it's a, 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 unless it's a place that no one actually lives in. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I'll, I'll, so unless so unless you're Australian, if you're American, for example, if you're I don't know living in Arizona, for example, <laughs> no um, one lives in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a you know like like track isn't something that you can get into, is it? Whereas mountain bike, there's an absolute fuck ton of money in it because it's a you know it's something that yeah. people can do. No, you're right. We were talking about different things. When I said there's there's money, I meant in terms of potential markets and and stuff like that, which is a different conversation. So yes, yeah. Absolutely. But, so you know, so there's a lot more sponsorship and stuff behind downhill. Yep. But yep. oh my god, so it's the first mountain bike world cup in peter maritzburg um, i just think go to my go on our post pro womencycling.com there's an enormous amount of amazing media like, you know huge amount of videos everything. and and i loved some of the photos you found of them like walking the the tracks beforehand and stuff it was yeah. very cool yeah because, because the coverage, because how a, how a downhill, especially a downhill World Cup, but to a lesser extent cross country World Cup works, is they get out there a couple of you know through three days before, and they have one day where they walk the track, you know, walk the track and try and work out how they're going to ride it. Then they have practice runs the next day. Then they have the qualification times, you know, which, and then you have the finals. So there's a ton of media with you know teams and rider pictures of people like you know. The downhill girls and their floppy hats. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, to protect them from the southern hemisphere sun, which is actually trying to kill you. So yeah. Yeah. So you know, and it's it's you yeah. know, and then you've got like, and there's lots of interviews and audio interviews, and there's loads of time, and the photographers are the same photographers on the circuit. So you mm. have like, like Dirt magazine, they have mag, they have photos, and alongside the photos, they have um, audio interviews. You know, yeah. and it's. Yeah. And then you have the race, and the whole race is streamed live on Red Bull. And then you have, you know, video edits from each of the days, you know, and, and mm -hmm. you can watch mm -hmm. the race afterwards. And the photos, I mean, it's so photogenic. You're 
the places that downhill is ridden. I mean, yeah, I know. I've... It's it's the disgusting thing about mountain biking as a sport, isn't it? That that you know, it's it's by default in utterly disgustingly beautiful places. Oh my so. god! I mean, Peter Peter Maritzburg isn't the most. I mean, you know, it's not one like Val de Soleil or Andorra or you know that's literally at the top. Or half, you know, you've got the places that are at the top of beautiful mountains, and then you've got Hafjall, which is. Um, you know, in fjords and stuff, and then mm, and that, mm. and Peter Mar- Pieter Maritzburg is all like you know, um, red, uh, you know, red African. You know, soil. if I was in charge of if I was in charge of the mountain bike World Cups, though, I, you know where I would add an event. Go on, Antarctica. I don't. Do they have mountains in Antarctica? Uh yes, dude, they have mountains in Antarctica. Also, they have giant fucking ice sheets, so you can carve say, mountains out of the ice too. Aren't, so, aren't, aren't the mountains in Antarctica already made of ice? Well, they're under ice mostly, but you know that's not the point. The point is that you could make really fucking awesome ice mountains, and then they could ride their bikes down ice mountains, which well, is know, like the most James Bond cool downhill mountain you know, bike you know shit ever. Next, you know where the next round is, don't you? Antarctica? Cairns. They don't have mountains in Cairns. They clearly do. No, no, they don't. They just have a mountain of beer cans. That's... (laughs) And a beach. They have a beach. Yeah, but it's full of blue-ringed octopi and sharks and land sharks and drop bears and crocodiles. So basically, basically they're all going to die. Well, the, that's the thing. The only people left in Cairns are the, the the zombie people who have sort of survived, but you can't really call it living. Um, all of these hideous creatures. So anyway, mm. so yeah, so it was great. There's tons of stuff. Um, also on our blog, we've got links from the Tour of the Reservoir. We've got links from Sea Otter. We've got mm. links from um, Sheffrey Road Race in in UK. Sheffrey- Sheffield yep. Road Race, we've got Yeah, and then there's all sorts of other videos and blogs and interviews and fucking there's stuff with Tiff Cromwell and and um, there's another oh, there's a new Caroline Buchanan um, video, isn't there? Yeah, um, there's, there's, down, there's there's enduro mountain bike videos that will make you so jealous of you know, um, you know, husband and wife couple mountain biking in beautiful places around the world, being super happy together and super happy. To oh, be racing. disgusting! Ooh, gross! People in happy, stable relationships are the worst. Yeah. Now we do um, have before we sign off though. Oh, there's two. There's two more to... things that I really wanted to to quickly mention. First of which is um, just today on Twitter. Um, well, I guess on Instagram, but Gracie Elvin posted a photo of her lining up for the start for her very first ever road race on her dad's bike. And it is just the most goddamn cute <laughs> photo of of just this young girl in, you know, sneakers with with um, pedals with, with toe clips, not, not actual um, clipless pedals and and stuff. And yeah, I love that photo. That's awesome. Um, I just wanted to mention the women's tour in Britain is now the Friends Life women's tour because the Friends Life Friends Life have come on to sponsor it, yay! And there's an interview with um, Guy Elliott from Sweet Spot who's running the tour, um, which you can which you mm. can read over 
on the low uk and you can also buy shirts to sponsor to help support the, the the women's tour um i've been putting up posts this week of how to buy how to look like the women's peloton since they're coming to britain buy your sh- if you're in britain buy your shirt so you can support your team everything from shirts to ridiculous things like you yep. know comedy bands and stuff but yeah yep. there i'll be putting up a post about that by the and finally, oh, congratulations to our friend Monique Hanley on the yeah, birth of her daughter. Absolutely. Um, congratulations to Monique. Those of you who've been listening for a while remember we interviewed Monique towards the end of last year about all the amazing work she does with uh, Cycling Victoria and Cycling Australia to make uh, make cycling better for everyone, but particularly for women. Um, so that's very exciting. Uh, and when that all was, was coming about, I asked Monique the question that I ask all of my, my friends who are having children, um, which is, can I name your baby? Oh, my God. It's alarming to me the number of people who think that I should only be allowed to name a baby if I father it. I, Man, actually, I, have... I actually think that's really irresponsible. Like, if people actually stopped and thought about that, um, I think that's the worst possible reason to name a baby. I, but but something unprecedented happened. Well, it, that? well, this it's, the well, it's actually it's actually now precedented. Is is the beautiful thing because um, Nitty Cat on uh, on on Twitter uh, jumped in and was like, "I've got a boy due July six. Middle name needs to be Douglas. Big sisters are Marion and Eliza. Go." So, is the sister Marion Marion as in uh, as, Marianne. In, as in Marion? So, ah, right. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, so the challenge is on. July 6th is, is when he's due. Middle name's Douglas um, and points for cycling related. So watch this space because we don't have enough time to, to solve this problem right now. But Catherine, Nitty Cat, challenge accepted. I will name your baby or I will at least provide you with a list of names that you will choose to ignore. Now, now dear listener, this is where you come in because obviously Dan's names, he told me what he'd name his imaginary baby. Yes. And, oh, um, shit. I would never have told you because my, my, my names for my theoretical children are super secret because no one can steal them. You told me. I did not. I you might did. have told you a name, but I would not have told you the name. Anyway, Dan told me, and I've got to say, he takes the Australian approach to naming. Bullshit. You're, make, just, you're actually making things up. I. <laughs> what? Yeah. Davo. Fuck off. Uh, Love it when I make him so so grumpy. Um, one one more thing though, um, you know, so yeah, absolutely, we'll we'll devote a bit more more time to this um in the very near future. But taking it seriously, um, I did want to add one other thing. But is there something you wanted to drop in on the name stuff? Yeah, say to people that if you want to help name Nitty Cat's baby, um, Nitty with an K N, Cat with a K, um. Send her your baby names, cycling-related baby names that go with the name Douglas and Big Sisters Marion and Marion and Eliza, and I'm sure she'll be super grateful. We'll yeah. be super grateful too. Send send them to us too. I'm underscore pigeons underscore Dan Dan W official on Twitter. Will be or you can tweet or you can you can leave us a comment on Pro Women's Cycling mm. com where all the stuff that we didn't talk about is on. Yeah. Um, including. Of- including the Winston-Salem Bicycle Classic, which is on tomorrow, yes. and next week, Dan's favourite race in the whole world. Fuck you, Flesh Ballon. Flesh Ballon. If I can't see Flesh Ballon this year, 
there is going to be hell to pay next time I'm in Dan, Belgium. You're totally not going to be able to see Fleshwell on this year. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, it's well, not... I'm just giving them fair warning. They've got twenty six minutes on the twenty six minutes on the UCI YouTube is the maximum. You they can see have us. they have a few days to sort their shit out. There is a fixed camera on the murder hui. If I do not see the finish of that race fucking live, someone in Belgium happen. is answering. No, no, I'm just saying that in, you know, 12 months' time, when you read about a crazy drunk Australian being arrested and beaten by Belgian police, you'll know why. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is manage your expectations there. It's not going to happen. They are managed. They're very clear expectations. What's your last So, you know, we do occasionally give shout-outs to other podcasts. And um, and there is I, I have to confess, Sarah, but I wasn't able to um, to tolerate your unfaithfulness to me for so long. Um, I, I just couldn't handle being cuckolded for for this long. So I have cheated on you and um, and been on another podcast. Is it actually up? Can we hear it? Uh, I'm not sure if it's actually up, but it, I, it should be up uh, shortly, like like by the morning, I believe. <laughs> um, so you know. Yeah. yeah, it's. I know. I. I know. I. I respect you for not making the obvious Viagra joke. And where will where will people be able to find this work of wonder and genius? This heartbreaking work of staggering genius. Well, it, it will be the next available episode of the Broken Spokes podcast. Um, where do they find that, my dear? Is on. Um, oh, it's Mountain something. They've just moved Mountain Bike Radio. Mountain Bike Radio. Video is it? Radio. I, I thought it was Mountain Bike Radio. Video. Okay. Yes, that's what I said. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or you can follow them at Broken Spokes Pod on Twitter. That's probably easier, to be fair. Um, anyway. I did I did make some very unfortunate comments about one of the host's deceased parents. So tune in. It, it's lots of fun. Dan was drinking even more than normal. Uh, to be fair, by the end of it, I wasn't because I'd run out of booze. Yes. And on that and happy it's... note, good night. Thank you for listening. <laughs>